I will say email and communication on email is something that I've always gotten compliments on. We're pretty type A for being both creatives. And so I think that that is something that kind of has set both of us apart. Make sure that it doesn't sound robotic. You want to use templates to your advantage to save yourself time in your processes. But that's not to say you should be sending the same email template to every single person that you're reaching out to. Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's get sorted. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sorted. We are so excited for today's Kilobyte episode. We are talking about one of my favorite things, email, which is so weird, but I really do love kind of keeping my emails organized and a good system. And I feel like I've shown friends my system and Alex and I talk a lot about it too. So I think it's something helpful that is great to talk about. So today we're gonna be talking about emails, do's and don'ts, and just kind of keeping it short and simple, just talking about some systems that we use for our emails and how we kind of keep it all organized and in place. So Alex, why don't you start off by kind of giving us a little overview of your inbox system? You know, how do you keep your emails organized? And do you like have a zero inbox or what's your inbox look like currently and your ideally? <laughs> so my current inbox tab is open, which is normally a no-no for me, but I just looked at it before we hit record now. And I do have one outstanding unread email. Look at that. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely a zero inbox girly. I get major anxiety if I have people that are waiting on me, which is not a great trait to have, but I am a people pleaser at heart. And so I like to make sure that I'm responding within a reasonable amount of time and getting back to the people that are waiting on me. So for just an overall system for email, I use Gmail. I live and breathe Gmail, all the Google apps definitely have saved me a lot of time with just all the processes and settings that you can do with Gmail. Like I said, I am a zero inbox girly, so I do check my email often, but I'm trying to get better about it, especially when I'm knee deep in a project, you know, heads down to have that tab exited and not opened so I can really focus on the design heavy project that I'm working on and not really worrying about anything else in that moment. I do also archive my messages. So this isn't something that I used to always do. I would read them and leave them in my inbox, but I finally trusted that archive button (laughs) and knowing that it's not a permanently delete button, you can get them back if you need to, but it just keeps your inbox nice and clean. So the only emails that I have in my inbox are current projects that I have going on. So if it's a project that's done, that's wrapped up, that email is archived. Hopefully it all stayed in one thread because that is another part of my system of keeping all stuff for one specific client in one email thread. That way we can both look back at that thread and find what we need to versus, you know, trying to sort through a ton of emails in your inbox. So that's a little overview of my email process. It's nothing glorious, but it does work for me and it helps keep me organized because email is the way that I communicate with my clients. I don't onboard my clients onto my notion boards. Those are for me internally. So having my inbox organized is definitely very important and it's what keeps my business successful to this day. Yeah, I'm the same way with you as kind of, I feel very motivated to get back to clients fast. And so I try, I say 48 hours on my website just to give myself some room if I am like swamped with work. Usually I get back 
you know, within the day, within, I say 24 hours, but it's usually pretty, pretty faster than that. I will say email Mm -hmm. and communication on email is something that I've always gotten compliments on. Alex and I are both pretty type A for, I mean, hence, hence an organizational podcast. We're pretty type A for being both creatives. And so I think that that is something that kind of has set both of us apart. And it's something that I always get feedback on. If It's always kind of a red flag for me when people start talking about other designers they worked with when we're onboarding, things like that. But I do understand when people have had trouble in the past with communication and just I've gotten good feedback and testimonials on on communication. So I think that email, that's kind of why what drove us to talk about this and talk about emails in, in a whole episode is that I think that Communication and emails are something that can set you apart as a business business owner. So, but yeah, so I'm the same as Alex. I also only have in my inbox projects that are current. So right now I only have like 20 emails in my inbox that are just sitting there. I'm currently at inbox zero because right before this episode, I responded real <laughs> fast to, to what? It was like a really, it was just a quick, uh, today's, I have a start date today for a new branding client. So it was just kind of like a, everything looks great. You know, I'll get you your, uh, your creative brief at the end of the week. I think that overall we have like very aligned inbox systems and we both use Gmail. And then kind of the next thing that I think kind of when you're looking physically at an inbox, something that I see on mine that I love and it's something that makes me my little my little organizational heart happy is I color code my emails. So I use the labeling system in Gmail for this and I have it separated into branding clients, web design clients. I have an accounting and taxes kind of label that is automatically tagged on my accountant. So whenever I get an email from my accountant, it comes up with this red accounting. Brittany's going to listen and be like, oh no, red's good because it just reminds me that I need to do something because it's tax season. And then I have like collateral, podcast clients, creative direction, and then some other miscellaneous ones that I use, but it just helps me keep things organized because I can quickly glance and see what kind of client the email is, what needs to be done, what direction we're in. And I also use it, I label, I have a couple retainer clients that I have labeled. And so that's nice because I can kind of see where their email chain is. And then also if I something get something in my inbox, that's like something that I need to do for my business or information I need to read or something. I have like a to-do label that's also red, different red, but still red. And then I mm-hmm. also have a read label. So if it's like a newsletter that I had didn't have time to get to that day or something that I want to read, I will tag it as to be read in my inbox. So those labels are a really helpful tool just to kind of keep, keep it organized. I think Alex, you also mm-hmm. use labels, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, we use them in sorted. Oh, yes, we do. For we are our sorted email is great. Our sorted I email is the most sorted the there ever an email ever Literally. could be. <laughs> We're gonna dive into templates in Gmail, and that's something that Emma kind of showed me how to do, and now I try to implement those in my business as well. We use them for sorted for literally every email we send out. I feel like we already have a drafted up template because a lot of this is rinse and repeat. It's very repetitive of the stuff that we, you know, reaching out to guests or reaching out to our podcast editor. So it's 
pretty much all based on the same template. So in talking about those templates, Gmail has this wonderful feature that you can create a template that's literally how it sounds. You type out what you want the email to say. And then when you're starting a new email down at the bottom, there will be these three little dots. And if you click that, the template option will show up and you can create a new template that way. You can edit an old template and it just makes it really easy. So you don't have to spend a lot of time typing up your emails every time. And I mean, some of them might just be, you know, a 30 second to one minute email that you're needing to type up, but think how much those add up over time. So I personally love templates. Again, like I said, I use them because Emma introduced me to them. So I know Emma's (laughs) been using them a lot longer than I have. Yeah, I I love the template feature in Gmail. I think Alex and I were kind of chatting about before that we started recording the episode about templates and about like our sorted templates and just we were doing some some admin work and getting things getting things organized. But yeah, so for me with Gmail templates, I use it for my business as well as sorted. And so for me, most things are customized. So I have them, I have like spaces to fill in customization and also like kind of, they're just kind of a jumping off point, but I have a templatized email for each, I don't know if that's a word, I'm making it up, templatized, (laughs) each step of my process of my branding process. So from the moment that someone reaches out and fills out my inquiry form on my website, I have an email that has a link to a service guide. It has a link to my .cal for them to schedule a discovery call. I always add, like, I always read about, you know, read their their intake form and add their name into the email and also add like a a little brief, like, you know, I'm really excited to work with you. This sounds like a great project. I I love that, you know, X, Y, Z about what exactly they're looking for. And I always try to add some customization just to kind of show that I have interest in the project as well and like what they're creating. And I actually read through their their pain points in their form that they filled out. But for that type of email, it's really nice because you're, it has your links already there. So it has the links to the I have like a service guide. So it just has kind of like written out what, what I offer and what like I can help people with, because sometimes a lot of times brands that are reaching out or people that are reaching out don't necessarily know what, what they need or what comes with branding and things like that. So it's kind of like a, a a nice guide for that. And then, you know, my link to my, my calendar is already in there. And then I Mm. also have emails written out for when I send. So I, I do onboard onto Notion. So Alex and I differ in that way. So a lot of my communication is just there, you know, my in-between process is very much, if it is an email, it's just kind of like, okay, check out the Notion or I'll comment on the Notion and, and message there, but it depends on where we are on our calls. And then I also have emails for my end email is something that I always send. So it's at the end, it has like a reminder to check out the licensing and the information on file types in my notion that I built out for people. I have a goodbye packet that I link. I mentioned about final steps on payment and also how to get your files once you have paid your your final invoice. And then also just kind of like a follow-up on where to leave a review or let me know any feedback type of thing. So for something like that, it's nice to have that email templatized because it's a lot of information and it's also just nice to remember to send it to every client. So I have it just kind of there. And then the other set of emails that it's just primarily that initial email, that last email. And then when I kick off a project, I have emails for each type of package that I offer. So I have like three tiers of branding packages that I, I usually customize for clients and the pricing is kind of different 
you know, value for different clients, but I do offer like the same kind of layout of like, it has information about revisions and, you know, timeline and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I have that as templates, which is really nice because it just kind of kicks off the project with all the information that the client's going to need. It has links to their notion and all this information and their video walkthrough and the tutorial on how to use, use notion and stuff like that. But yeah, so overall it's just kind of like a nice, a nice time saver in my opinion. I still customize it. It's not like it's completely, you know, the same for every client. And also sometimes I don't get to use them because clients, you know, it's different for each each project Mm -hmm. but they are really helpful and they do they can save a lot of time especially for i would say exactly what alex said was sorted you know sending emails to guests and to sponsors and things like that it's it's nice Mm -hmm. to have it kind of scripted out and you know the the paragraph that what sorted is you know is it stays Mm -hmm. the same yeah and i think that that brings up a good point to make sure that it doesn't sound robotic, Yeah. right? You want to use templates to your advantage to save yourself time in your processes. But that's not to say you should be sending the same email template to every single person that you're reaching out to. Like Emma said, it's great to have your links already there and general information, but you want to make sure that you customize it. So not every template starts off with exactly what the template looked like when you put it into Gmail. Yeah, they're just kind of skeletons. Yeah, you want to make sure that there's custom features, especially so people know that you're really talking to them and that you're not a robot that, (laughs) you know, has an automated email after every email and and that sort of thing. AI emails over here. Another fun part of emails that I love is creating custom signatures. They are so powerful, so much more powerful than you might think. I personally have a custom signature and I also develop them for my branding clients too and and create those for them and really encourage them to use them because I've gotten actually a handful of compliments from my email signature. And it's just one of those small things that you don't really think about. You're like, oh, they're just looking at the email and the bones that are in the email. Well, I've had them say, I love your email signature. Your email signature is so fun. So definitely going that step further and adding in an email signature will help you stand out even more. Yeah, it just adds a further point of brand recognition and branding to to your emails. One thing I will note about custom signatures is make sure it's a PNG because a lot of mm-hmm. people view on their phone on dark mode. So you don't want it to have like an ugly white box around it if it's a, a JPEG. So make sure that when you're uploading that, it's the right file type. That's a really good point. Something that people might not yeah, think about. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point to bring up that people are also viewing emails on their phones. So how do you find that healthy balance, right? So personally, I don't have my email notifications on my phone. If I need to check my emails, I open up my email app. But a lot of times, if I'm away from my computer, like during a work day, I know mentally that I don't need to be checking anything. Or my clients know I'm away from my desk for the rest of the afternoon and I don't really need to be checking my email. Sometimes if I'm awaiting a response, like if I want to go to the gym in the middle of the day and I'm eager to hear this feedback from a client, then I might open up my email at the gym. But other than that, I don't have my notifications on Emma. You gave me a look. Do you have your mobile notifications on? You're very um, structured compared to me with my balance <laughs> of emails. Yeah, so for for mine, I, I do have notifications on my phone, but I keep my phone. My friends will make fun of me. I keep my phone on Do Not Disturb, like 
probably 80% of my week. <laughs> uh, yes, she does. I Whenever I go to text her, Emma's notifications, I, I hate silent. I'm like, that Emma. New, uh, I hate that new warning. And it, I, I hate it so much. And I have it where it's safe, where if someone calls twice, it comes through. And like, you know, my mom, if she calls, mm-hmm. it comes through and stuff. And But I... I do keep my phone on to not disturb a lot, but I do have my email notifications on so I can swipe up and see the, the, the you know, quick view. For my actual computer, something that helps me with balancing my emails and just making sure I'm not like, you know, addicted to, to my email is using the Chrome groupings. So we'll create a graphic so when this episode goes live on our Instagram, we will have a graphic of kind of a visual of kind of the, some of the things we've been talking about, like the the tags and the labeling and these Chrome groups and also where like you can access the templates in Gmail. So for the Chrome groups, it's really nice. So I have one Chrome tab open and I have groupings of sorted of goal narrow guild of personal and of esm so i have these little groups and if you click up click it open it opens up a set of tabs and it closes it so i used to have it where i would just have my four emails pinned but i was always just kind of going back and forth and looking at them and i could see the, the little numbers if i got mm-hmm. a notification and so with the groupings it's like under a tab it's kind of hard to explain verbally but we'll have a visual on our Instagram. But yeah, so that has really helped me because I'm able to kind of close what I'm not working on. So if I'm working on sorted tasks, I'll have all the other groups closed. I'll have my sorted tabs open so I can be on that email. I can be on that calendar. And that's really nice because if I'm working on, especially kind of in my mind, balancing emails is really about being able to shut off work and if I'm working on like personal stuff on my computer because I am not fortunate enough to have a personal and a work computer maybe one day (laughs) but yeah so that's really nice for me is I'm able to kind of close my work groups and work on personal stuff you know if I'm you know leisurely spending time online I cannot be looking at work stuff and then another little tip and trick for my mental health and my I'm definitely addicted to email it's like social media for me is a plugin called boomerang and it has this ability it's a built-in feature and so it like pops up if you install it it's like in your gmail settings you can pause your inbox so you can set if you're like i really need to get two hours work done on this project you can set a timer and pause your email inbox for two hours so obviously you'll still be getting emails but you won't get notifications it will like pause the i love system. that yeah it's really nice gmail itself has kind of started building in some of these features so I started using Boomerang a while ago before Gmail got some of these features. So I think you can do some of these natively in Gmail now, but mm. you can track your emails. You can see if you're, it's kind of a little creepy. You can see if your clients opened your emails and if how long they've spent looking at the email. Wow. And then you can also do something with a bounce back. That's why it's called Boomerang. So it like comes back to your inbox, comes back around. So for example, for me, if I get an inquiry, I always have it bounce back three days after so that if the person that I sent the inquiry to hasn't responded, I get an email that says like, this person hasn't responded to this email and I can send a follow-up. So I used to track this in Notion. I used to have like a doc. So whenever I got an inquiry, I'd put the name in, I'd put the email in, I put the date in, and then I'd like try to remember to go back and email people if they didn't respond to an email or an inquiry or something like that. And so with this, it's really nice because it just bounces right back to your inbox. So it's not like another thing you have to think about. And I also even do this with client emails. So Notion's kind of cut back on this because I have it, my client portals are there. And so it's kind of cut back on my need to do this. But if I send a client a, a version of a design, I'll have it bounce back after two days. 
and you can set the bounce back on the email. So it's really nice just to kind of keep things going and not have to think about every client all the time. It just kind of creates like a nice system for response time. I love that. And actually, yeah, Gmail does have something built in now of when you send an email, it says sent five days ago yeah. do you want to reply again or something like and that i don't know if you can customize that or not i don't know if you can like change it i haven't looked into it but i actually like that a lot so i feel like i would like this boomerang app and tracking hello <laughs> creepy but fun <laughs> like i want to do that because i have emails that i send that they never respond and it's like did this go to your spam which happens yeah, unfortunately happen. that's yeah. another that's another good point check your spam people because sometimes you get really important emails and sometimes it's also when you send like a design or a version of something or or information you're like excited because it's like a cool opportunity you want to know if the person read the email or if they're just ignoring you or also maybe they're reading it like and like looking you know at the design long term or i i just like it's something that sometimes helps me with like peace of mind with some people are gonna think we're absolutely insane listening to this one but (laughs) it's fine yeah it's hey but unlike emma i don't like if i respond to somebody and they don't respond for a few days i might hit them back like one more time but then after that if it's like a inquiry i should say not if it's a current client that i already yeah. have i only but i only it's like, follow up on inquiries once yeah so yeah, yeah. Don't okay. i was once, like i follow up one you're time. over here keep it no, track no, no, like, not oh inquiries. man i gotta step it up <laughs> <laughs> no but if my clients though i stick to i have pretty strict timelines with that with feedback loops because yeah. i've had clients that a month or a month and a half long project turns yep. into like six months long project and i'm like right. no, 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 no. and then it pushes all of your other stuff back exactly. and then it just ruins your yeah. process so, so yeah no not happening in this house <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it i hope that you know you know you either gonna think we're insane or you're either gonna love us after this episode and we hope that you know you learn some things about email do's and don'ts etiquette you know just some tidbits on how to keep it organized as as a designer because alex and i are both left and right brain people that like to find a balance Mm -hmm. between the both but yeah so we hope that you got some good information out of this if you have any other email tips and tricks we'd love to hear them you know we'd definitely love to hear them after this episode so hit us up on instagram or email and we'll talk to you next week bye bye For more Sorted content, follow us on Instagram at sorted.pod. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review. It means so much. Sorted is hosted by Alex Pizak and Emma McGoldrick. Produced and edited by Carrie King. Marketing and graphic design by AP The Creative and ESM Creative Studio. Photography by Hannah Hunt. And music by Dam Darmawan. Huge thanks to all the people that made Sorted happen and to you for listening. See See you you next time. time.